Welcome to episode 13 of the Afterthought Podcast. Andrew, I missed you, man. It's been a few weeks. How you been? I've been, well, I've been good. I'm trying to say that like I mean it. I've been okay. You know, the world has been kind of a dark place lately, but I'm glad that we can get some kind of normalcy again. We've yeah. reached episode lucky 13. Do you know which former Eagle number 13 reminds me of, Alex? I don't know, Andrew. Who does number 13 remind you of? Josh Huff. Josh Huff. <laughs> so I've actually thought about this before. It's like, I want to reach out to like an ex-Eagle or have somebody on the show. Like somebody that's like, oh, like I kind of know that name. And like Josh, Josh Huff always comes to my mind. I think I actually did a little bit of research on him. He's playing in the CFL right now for like the Montreal team. So he's still actually playing football. I would still probably take him over number 18 that is currently on the Eagles roster <laughs> that hopefully will not be this upcoming season. Um, if but yeah, the man, FCC I, is listening, <laughs> I think I think uh, Jalen Rieger was gambling uh, last week. Just just, put, oh, just putting it out there. Just putting. It I out heard there. that too. I heard the same thing. Everyone's <laughs> been talking. Yeah, I think they probably need to crack down on on Mr. Rieger for breaking the rules. But yeah. uh, no, man, I'm I'm so happy that we're we're back on the wagon. Like timing's great because. A lot of news came out today. Huge day in football, man. Huge day. Huge day. Um, But I got to be honest, man, before we get into any deeper football talk, um, I would first like to introduce our special guest today. Now, this special guest I've known for a very long time. His... uh, I, I am I'm very close. Some might say best friends with his older brother, Zach Taylor, who you wait, might know the Bengals as, head coach. That's right. His 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 older brother is head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. Almost won a Super Bowl. He's still recovering. No, same exact spelling. Zach Taylor, same spelling, different person. Also, I believe the ninth president president of the United States. But anyway, I want to welcome Colin Taylor joining us today. Colin. Thank you for joining us from Jacksonville, Florida. Yes, sir. Thank you for having Good. me, boys. I appreciate that. You, we, We're having you on today as our honorary uh, draft expert because we do want to pick your brain about some draft prospects and who will be there when the Eagles pick. But first, I know you're a Sixers fan, and it's been like the greatest time as a Sixers fan these past, I don't know, two weeks or so. Uh, what are your immediate reactions? I just want to know what it's been like for you watching the games and what do you think is going to be the outcome of this Sixer season, baby? Uh, championship. Championship run. Let's say championship run. Um, we have all the pieces. The bench is murky. I will say the bench is murky. And I think That's they drained the bench by getting rid of Curry and getting rid of Drummond in the deal, which stinks, but you got to move on from that. You got the beard. You got James Harden. He's the piece that you put with Joel to move on, to make to make the move to the championship, I think. I mean, everybody was excited when Jimmy Butler was here, but even then there was controversy of, you know, who was who was running the team, so to speak, and who was like the lead dog or whatever. Now it seems to not even really matter. It's Joel's team, and James Harden is here to make this push. And he knows his role. And every game, it seems like there's another stat of like these, this trio of players has done X, Y, Z, and no one else has done that before. And I don't know. I think it's, they're a potent offense. They're going to be a potent offense and they're going to be a team that you're going to have to score a hundred plus points a game in the playoffs to beat them. So 
And the trio the you're referring to, yeah. The, the trio you're referring to is with is with Tyrese Maxey, who's just been absurd. Yeah. But I actually, Alex, I want to ask you, because you never struck me as being a huge Sixers fan. So I'm just kind of curious what it's been like for you, where I think a lot of fans may be this way. James Harden's first game back was uh, the most watched Sixers game since 2001. So yeah. I'm sure you helped make up that 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 number, Alex. So I want to know, like, have you been watching <laughs> the games? What has it been like for you? Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm definitely not the biggest basketball fan that there is. I don't even like fully know all the rules. Um, But I will say that, you know, there is a lot of hype with him being here. And I was one of those people that did tune in to watch and I've been consistently watching. And if I'm not watching, I'm, you know, streaming it on my phone. Um, So it's been really exciting to kind of, you know, get back into basketball. Um, I did watch, was it last year? We were kind of like making a playoff run and we lost to, was it the Hawks? Did I read that right? Yeah. You um, had to, so you had to go there. Yeah. You had to go there. Ben Simmons passing up on the, on the dunk. Oh, oh God. Oh yeah. Oh boy. So oh. I, I, I'm like a casual observer more so in the playoffs. Um, but I'm excited from what I've seen. Um, last night's game was awesome. I was really excited. It, it's exciting to, to like actually have something to look forward to because baseball season we don't even know when that's going to start. And baseball is undoubtedly my number two. And th- I, this kind of like brings me to my next point now. So when the, when the Sixers got James Harden, it felt like the Sixers got their quarterback and you can see what difference it's already made. And I couldn't help but trying to make parallels in my mind between the Eagles and the Sixers. So I see James Harden coming in and it's like, you have Joel Embiid, you have this established piece that you know is talented. You just need someone to feed him the ball. I I picture that as being our Devontae Smith almost. You know, not yet, of course, but hopefully the ceiling is kind of the same as as Joe's. So you see that you have a well-established point guard who is just making the team different. So that makes me automatically want a Russell Westbrook or an Aaron Rodgers. But unfortunately, after today, that's not going to happen. Russell so, Wilson, talk- not, not Russell Westbrook. Still in the basketball. <laughs> I Russell West- I do not want Russell Westbrook <laughs> at all. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, good, good catch. Um, so, yeah, so we have some news today. So Aaron Rodgers agreed to go back to the Green Bay Packers. Highest uh, highest contract in football history, I believe. Uh, four years, $200 million. This is going to be his 18th season. I mean, even... Uh, 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 Brett Favre and Bart Starr, they both, you know, they both played 16 seasons and, and, and Rogers is about to go to season 18. So, um, how you feeling about that? Devonte Adams also got the franchise tag today. One guy's out of the picture. Yeah. So for me, man, I, um, Hmm. Highest paid quarterbacks don't pan out well in the league. They just don't. Like you can, you can look at the list of the top 10 quarterbacks. You don't see Tom Brady. You don't see Drew Brees on there, right? Like these are guys that like are bona fide winners. Um, so sure. Pay him all the money you want. It's not going to change the outcome of who he is. Right. <laughs> I mean, how much of that money was guaranteed, right? It was like a, a, a two, a $153 million guaranteed. Yeah. Like I would take that too, but you're not going to win a Super Bowl with it. Like last year was the window of opportunity for the Packers. They're getting older. Devontae Adams is coming back. That's fine. But I just, I, I, sure, throw them as much money as you want. It's not going to change it. And you're going to be out of cap space. Like that's your team. So middle of the pack road, Aaron Rodgers is not going to do what he did last year, this year. 
So, Colin, you know, with that being said, I need to know what you think on the status of Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley's relationship. And how much do you think that had to do with this decision? I'm just joking, of course. But I want to know your take on how do you think it like especially given Aaron, it's going to be his 18th season. I mean, he's he's almost 40. Um, you know, we've, we've seen Tom Brady, you know, be elite into his early to mid forties. So yeah. What do you, do you think Aaron Rodgers still has gas in the tank? Do you still think that the, the Packers are going to be one of the main teams to beat in the NFC? All I want is for Aaron Rodgers to cut his hair. That's number one. <laughs> the hair is just gross. From a guy yeah. who used to have long hair, his hair is gross. It's yeah, just slimy and thin and gross. But I agree with everything Alex said about their window of opportunity and pretty much everything he said. But that division is terrible. Yeah. The Bears, the Vikings, and the Lions are terrible. Yeah. The, the Vikings are on a downward slope. The Bears are, I don't know what the Bears are. The Bears are a weird team. They have Justin Fields, which is cool. But the defense that they had in that core is Man, like still right. there. But it's nothing. It never accumulates to anything. And I like Darnell Mooney, Lions, though. But that's my boy. Darnell Mooney, love that guy. Yeah, yeah. The offense, if they maybe they can get something going this year with different coaching, but Nagy could not get it figured out. And I don't know. They rely so much on their defense, and the defense is the same as it was a couple years ago. That was supposed to make a playoff run, and whatever. But the Lions are the Lions, and that's it. Leaves you with the Packers, and I kind of understand why they were willing to push all their chips in on Rodgers because they. Don't, if they can rely on him to win a division, then it just comes down to him making a playoff run, and anything's possible with Aaron Rodgers. So, Yeah, what are your this thoughts, Drew? It was hard for me to picture Rodgers going anywhere else. I really can't see him. I, I, I could envision him in a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform. Like I can see it, but I never truly believed it. It seemed yep. like one way or another, Green Bay was going to be where he ended up. Um, he's a California guy, but I none of the California teams really seemed like they were positioned to need a quarterback. Um, so it makes sense. And after, you know, bringing Devontae Adams back today, I think that's like, you know, that's one of the most successful quarterback wide receiver tandems of all time. Um, the Packers are going to be in, in cap trouble. Like they were able to bring Devontae Adams back because of the franchise tag, but they're already over the cap. So they're going to have to, you know, they have some decisions to make. And Colin, I was glad that you brought up the fact that they, he does play in a in a not great division, which definitely helps his case, because on the other side of things, we have Russell Wilson now going to the Broncos and the Broncos are playing in a division with the Kansas City Chiefs, the Chargers and the Oof. Raiders. And oh, you know how man. I feel about those Raiders. You know how I feel about that high powered Raiders quarterback. But, you know. <laughs> The Broncos really were the odd man out, were they not? Like they, they, they had Teddy Bridgewater, who is like probably the least. He's he's less sexy than Jalen Hurts is when it comes to quarterback play because he's not really super mobile, nor is he a super accurate thrower. At least not any worse. Any worse two gloves? Can we just Teddy two gloves? Two, <laughs> Teddy two gloves. <laughs> Such a weird. It's so just take just take them off, bro. Like, don't you feel the like you're a professional athlete? Like, what are you doing? I don't know. When the ref, when the like when the ref is set, it like when the offense is getting set and the ref goes to like toss the quarterback the ball. Actually, no, he passes the center of the ball. So what's even? Maybe he's hold. He's needing up to catch the centers. He's uh, looking for the guy with one glove, just one glove. That's. (laughs) That's Can I make a comment about Derek Carr though? He might be the 
worst quarterback. I'm sorry, the best quarterback. Okay, all right, Jesus. <laughs> Don't scare and, me. Like- <laughs> but like, he's the worst in that division. But he's the best. Like ever, if if you look at any division ever with quarterbacks, he's got to be the best of quarterback, but the worst in the division. You know what I mean? What What are you saying? He's the best of the worst. Yes. Or is he? Thank you. He is. He's, what is he? Yeah. What is Derek Carr, Andrew? <laughs> are you saying I have another Derek Carr segment on the show? All right, moving on. I, I'm done. <laughs> with Sorry, this. I didn't mean to bring no, it. No, no, no. All right. So, Colin, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Um, I heard from my favorite analyst who has the same name of you, Colin Coward, on his thoughts on this whole thing. But what were your thoughts? So Denver receives Russell Wilson and a 2022 fourth-round pick. Seattle traded Drew Locke. Noah, I'm sorry. Seattle receives Drew Locke. I don't know. I don't know why you want to do Drew Locke. Noah Fant. Defensive line, Shelby Harris. Two first-round picks. Being the number nine overall, and then the 2023 first round pick, two second round picks, and a fifth round pick in 2022. That's a that's a huge haul. What are your thoughts on that? It is a haul. I thought it was going to be more though. I thought they were going to get like three or four first round picks somehow. They accepted. I mean, Noah Fant's a good player. That's a good guy to acquire. And maybe he has some rapport with Drew Locke, who I'm assuming is going to be the Seattle quarterback. Unless You think? I mean, they're going to take someone at nine, right? That's the plan. They take someone at nine. Yeah. Yeah. I I think they'll probably go for like Malik. Yeah. Um, But if he's ready right away, whatever. Maybe they go another year of tanking to make sure they have two high draft picks next year. I don't think Seattle's afraid to tank a season away, um, especially in another division that's stacked. Um, but I, I think it was a good trade for both sides. Shelby Harris was kind of a big part of that defensive line over the last couple of years, but I don't think they're going to, I'm sure they'll draft a few guys that are, can fill right in. Uh, the Broncos have been very successful over the last decade with drafting players. Yeah. Um, especially defensively, but I think it was a good deal for everybody. It's going to be crazy though. That division is going to be bonkers. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea how it's going to play out. I think the, the Broncos' offense is insane. Their defense is – they lost Von Miller and they lost a guy like Shelby Harris, but I don't know. It's going to be crazy. I, I like the trade for both sides. Seattle is, has had no upward trajectory. It does not help DK Metcalf and Lockett, but other than that, I think it's a good deal for both sides. It was yeah, a haul. I, I hear that. I think, think – I think the Broncos are sneaky. I think that Seattle thought that they were getting Andrew Luck and they didn't realize that it was Drew Locke. So <laughs> clearly they got away with they they got fooled. And then they also traded for a girl who plays defense, Shelby Harris. That's I mean, girls don't play football, obviously. Uh, Andrew, and it's I'm National Women's Day. Okay. Wow. Perfect. Andrew. What <laughs> and, Andrew, your timing, you know, I tr- let me just make it clear that was a joke. I was joking. I I hope that there is a woman in the NFL. It'd be incredible. So moving on. Sorry. Foot in mouth. Um, Andrew Locke, not Andrew Luck. Just so we're all just so we're clear on that. Um, I I'm excited for Denver. Like Denver, I'm I'm you know speaking personally, fantasy wise, I'm upset that I let go of Tim Patrick. Uh, he was like already super underrated as a wide receiver, and uh, I think his life just got that much easier now with a with a 
awesome quarterback. But yeah, with Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton already there, um, that's going to be uh, that's going to be a high octane offense. That division is going to be a ton of fun to watch. A lot of overs in the AFC North, Snouth, Sneath, East, Sweth, North. So, um, uh, I my final point. I am happy that the Eagles did not trade all of that to get Russell Wilson, and that is where I will stop my. I feel I feel the same way. Um, man, I listen. I like Russell Wilson. I know we have friends that like Russell Wilson. I just I don't I don't I I just think that was too much for him. I just don't like last year. He he played very poorly, and we're talking about Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Dog, he just had he just had DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Like his situation's not gonna change that much. Maybe he have a better running back in Melvin Gordon, right? But like, I just don't, I just don't see it. Um, I will say though that Russell Wilson going to Denver was much more of a shock than Aaron Rodgers leaving Green Bay. Like Russell Wilson is like the embodiment of Seattle, and Russell Wilson's a great person and a great leader. And maybe you know Denver is missing uh, some of that stuff, and you know I don't think Teddy Bridgewater was ever really meant to be like the next franchise quarterback. So, you know, Denver obviously thinks that they have some sort of like window of opportunity. So they traded the ship to get it, but I just don't think that team's built that way. Uh, so I'm a little surprised. I, I, maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I think Russell Wilson's a great person. I wish him nothing but the best, but you know, I just feel like with a trade like that, I think of it similarly to the LA Rams situation. You trade what you got because the window of opportunities right now, I just don't think Russell Wilson is going to be playing for so many more years that, you know, you're giving away first round picks and not just this draft, but also the next draft. You're missing out on potential capital to try to build up this team. I just don't see the Broncos as being there. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, Well, talking about people moving around teams, we have one person, kind of a big story this week. Um, that's going to be moving from Atlanta to his living room to be watching football on the couch all season. That's Calvin Ridley, <laughs> another Philadelphia Eagles prospect that was supposed to, um, you know, we were we were making a push from. I think Calvin Ridley would really fit well into here. Uh, Bant wagered $1,500 on FanDuel and as a result lost $11.1 million due to the league rules. Drew, what are your thoughts on being banned over betting on sports? Uh, well, first of all, it's just like a terrible bet to bet 1500 to lose over a million. That's just yeah. not a good, that's just not a good bet. You know, you got to hedge somewhere there, bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, at first I said, like, I, I think I made a comment to the chat. It's like, that's, you know, I love how betting on sports is, you know, gets you the same punishment as, you know, domestic abuse. Um, on the scale of, of scumbag, on the scale of terrible things to do, obviously hitting a woman is much worse than gambling. However, I do agree that the punishment um, is valid for 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 the offense. Um, you cannot be betting on the game that you are at all involved in and have any sort of potential of ruining the integrity of the game. Um, you know, like... When you look at Pete Rose and that whole debate, it's like, does Pete Rose deserve to go to the Hall of Fame? I think I still find myself on the side of he does deserve just based off of his performance. But 
it's been a little bit since I've looked into that situation from afar. That's all. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it, it's a shame, man. And it's kind of interesting that like the whole mental health thing from what I'm starting to understand really wasn't the case. The reason why he backed away, it was, I, it, that seemed, I, I don't know. Have you guys heard the same thing that, it, that his stepping away from football wasn't really as much to do with actual mental health as it was, I don't, I don't know if it was gambling addiction. I, I hope I'm not making anything up. Um, so please, Colin, what have you what have you heard regarding this issue? Yeah, what wrong? are your thoughts? <laughs> I haven't yeah. dug deep into it. All I've, all I've really read was that he only bet $1,500, which doesn't seem that crazy. Yeah. And not to fact check you, Andrew, but all those guys that were suspended for, for abusing their wives and girlfriends were like a couple games, six games at most. most That's of them what got, I thought reduced so he's getting uh indefinitely i guess is the word they're putting on it so full season at least but when it comes to why he was out of football i don't know and not to say i don't care about his mental health but i don't if it wasn't his mental health it he was out of football he was out of football i would make a deal with the falcons right now i would say i'll give you a fourth round pick fifth round pick whenever he plays next whenever he's (laughs) able to play next you get that pick like because, a Josh Gordon situation. Yeah, I mean, the guy is still very young, and if it was just him gambling and m- maybe he just messed up and it was a stupid decision, I think the whole situation of the fact that the NFL sponsored and sponsors and puts money into gambling and all that is kind of a fraudulent way to look at it when they're, they're taking the guy out of his career. But I don't know. It's kind of frustrating, in my opinion, for, for him. But I'm 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 not I don't want him to be kicked out of the league. <laughs> I like Calvin Ridley. Yeah, I, I think I mean, sure, the NFL has tons of like FanDuel sponsorships and you see all the commercials and everything. But like in my opinion, it's like very similar to like insider trading and stocks are encouraged and you should be buying shares of a company, right? Like just because like, you know, I work for a big company that has stocks that are publicly available. If I find out information before our shareholders or I know something that puts me at somewhat of an advantage, I've just committed a crime. So, you know, yeah, Calvin Ridley wasn't playing. He's also stupid because he's betting on the Falcons. Like, you should never bet on the Falcons regardless. But, like, he knows more about the schemes and what's going on in the locker room and the game plan. And he's in, and he's in talks with the coaches that may give him an unfair advantage. So, no, he didn't commit a crime. But, like, you can't bet, in my opinion, you can't bet – on the league if you're playing in the league i also feel this way about politicians because they all sit on boards of like software companies and 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 biotech companies and make huge bets before (laughs) before it releases out to the public and they just get a slap on the rest like no they should be out of like their congress seat too but this is not a political post i could go on that on just how (laughs) i can't stand politicians like all night um, but yeah, I mean, I think we all kind of share the same sense of it. Maybe Colin, you have a little bit more of like a, a, a soft spot. Um, it's just similar to Pete Rose, I think, where it's like the punishment doesn't really fit the crime. I think if you gave him whatever, yeah. a couple games or whatever, it would be like, okay, fine. He messed up. But like, they're, they're like putting his career on the line over next to nothing. I, I understand your side of, of inside trading and all that. And I totally agree. But if the facts are right, where Adam Schefter's tweeting that it was only fifteen hundred dollars. Come on, let's just let's just slap, get, literally give him a slap on the wrist and move on. Yeah. All right. Well, last news that we heard this week, and I want to hear your thoughts on this. Um, I'm going to start with you, Colin. Amari Cooper 
looks like he's getting released by the Dallas Cowboys. Huge implications. Like the statistics that show how Dak Prescott does when Amari's on and off the field is like significant. I'm actually of the mindset that they should just get rid of Zeke. I think Tony Pollard could step up to the position. I'm all for it, man. I honestly think with Amari Cooper leaving, their window of opportunity has shrunk so much now. And like they're not going to have similar success where I actually think the Eagles are going to win the division next year. But question to you two, would you take Amari Cooper to be in Midnight Green next year? Is he a trader and you want nothing to do with them? Colin, I want to start with you on this. I would absolutely. I, that was the, when, the first thing I saw when I got the notification that he was um, considered being released or whatever. I was all in because here's the thing. I feel like the Eagles have been waiting for a guy like like their T.O. almost, someone to come come hear from like the bad guy and be like the villain on their side almost. Um, and I feel like because he's cost so much, it's not going to be a crazy capital. They're going to be asking. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Eagles probably have it. I mean, I think they have, they have three, not to say he's going to cost a fifth round pick, but a fifth round pick with a, another attached to another earlier pick can be a juicy offer with three this year. Um, I'm, I'm all into try and at least pick up the phone and call Jerry and see what he says. It'd be good Jerry. for him too. It'd be you, good for him too. What do you think, Andrew? I did not realize Amari Cooper is only 27. I don't know why, but I felt like he was closer to 30. I remember I was debating this a couple of days ago with somebody and I and I compared him to Julio Jones and without realizing that Julio Jones is like six, seven years older than Amari Cooper. So shame on me. Uh, I remember wanting Amari Cooper, you know, I was like salivating over that guy the year that he got drafted. I think he was drafted pretty early in the first round, top 10 pick. Um, and, you know, of course, my former best friend, Derek Carr, used to be throwing the ball to him in, when, when they were in Oakland. But uh, I know, you know, Amari Cooper would be a great fit here. We need somebody who is more of a downfield threat. I see Devontae Smith as like that crisp route runner. Um, and I think that we wanted Rager to be a more downfield threat, and he's just not that guy. So anything to help, you know, uh, make things easier for the quarterback. But I also do worry that is it worth investing in a new toy if, you know, if the quarterback that we have still isn't able to make quick enough decisions, if he's not able to throw the ball accurately. I mean, Devontae Smith was getting open on his own without somebody else on the other side drawing attention. And Jalen Hurts was still struggling to put the ball on the mark or get rid of the ball early. So, you know, I still think that bringing in a quarter uh, wide receiver might be a, a bandaid. Um, but I also would definitely be excited if we, if we do bring in somebody like Amari Cooper, I, I feel like the link would love, you know, the national, the national media would probably think that we're booing, even though we are cooping, you know what I mean? So I, I'm for it, man, Alex, I know you hate the Cowboys, but uh, I, I want you to have the final word here. Yeah, man. Um, Do it. I mean, I think any any opportunity to get a leg up in the division, um, being a part of that locker room, understanding the schemes, like let's not pretend that the Cowboys didn't spank us last year, right? Um, that's why people bring in, you know, t- uh, players from inner division, right? Like it's more attractive. There's obviously more allure there. So yeah, in my opinion, man, bring them in. I'm cool with the Coop Chan. I'm cool with like doing all of that. Um, but I would really love to pick his brain. He's a seasoned vet. 
And I think we just saw from LA, man, like trading some of your building blocks for some proven veteran talent. He's had a lot of success in this league. He can still make plays. I may give him a first round pick. I'm always always on the side of trading a pick for guaranteed talent. I am, especially if a guy's like 27, that to me, that's, that's worth it. Look at who we've, we've wasted first round picks on. Could you imagine? Like, well, you know, don't like, go any whatever. further. <laughs> yeah. I'm, gl- I'm glad you mentioned that, Alex, because coming up after the break, I have a little game that we're going to play, and it involves Eagles first round draft picks. So, everyone, stay tuned. This is the Afterthought Podcast. Welcome back to the Afterthought Podcast, everyone. Thank you so much for sticking with us. We're about to get into some good stuff. We have some draft talk to get into. We obviously have our special guest, Colin Taylor, with us, who is going to give us the information that Alex and I are so desperately looking for because we are completely lost when it comes to this upcoming draft, and we need some. We, we need your advice. But before we get into that, I don't know if you guys remember a show on ESPN back in the day. It was called Stump the Schwab. I'm not even going to, if you, you know, it's, it's not complicated. I'm not even going to bother uh, telling you the rules. If anybody who's listening remembers that and they go, hey, I remember that show. Then perfect. Mission accomplished. What I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you guys a question. You're both going to fire off answers one at a time back and forth. And this is going to be like a last man standing oh, type man. of thing. Alex, I know you hate trivia, but man, I believe in you. I feel like you're going to do better than you think. Here we Alex, go. I also the, hate trivia. We used to like, open our podcast with uh, Today in History, and it turned into a trivia, and I was awful at it. Yeah, My, no, he, he, I said I'd be a great baseball player because I go one for three every time. Yeah, no, Drew does this to me all the time. He just like puts me on the spot. He didn't tell me this beforehand, and I hate it. Like He knows I hate it, but he keeps on insisting I'm doing it. So let's play. Right, stump, we'll, stump, stump the Schwab. We'll get through it stump, together. Stump the Schwab. All right. Schwab. Since 1999... Yeah, don't know. When we when we drafted Donovan McNabb in the first round with the number two pick, 19 players have been drafted by the Eagles in the first round. I want to know the Eagles draft picks in the first round. There have been 19 of them starting in the year 2000. No specific order. I have them laid out on a spreadsheet. And I feel like you guys, you know, I almost want to make this a team thing. Like if there's 19, I feel like you can get 15. But I don't want to spend too much time on this. So... Alex, since your head looks like it hurts, so just actually, first round Collins, picks. So does yours. Just first no, round I'm picks thinking. by the Eagles. This is my thinking. Carson case. Wentz. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. We got Jaylen one. Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager. Correct. Um. Why can't I think of anybody right now? Was JJ or think? No, he was a second round pick, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a second round pick. And I will also give you one more hint because I see you guys are really struggling. Deshaun Jackson is not on this list. Okay. Can I say one? Yeah, go. Please. Danny Watkins. Danny Watkins, 2011, the fireman himself. Correct. We have a Danny Watkins this year, guys. Jordan Davis is like 27 years old. (laughs) Is he an O-lineman? 
D lineman, but he's doing D-line. crazy things at the at the combine. All right, I I see, Alex, don't you dare think about cheating. I I can't even believe I have to give you guys. I got like another one. Right Derek now. Barnett. Yes, Derek Barnett. Barnett. Yeah. Twenty seventeen. All right, a recent offensive lineman draft pick who has Lane been Johnson. a bust so far. Not a bust, but on the list. Correct. Andre Dillard. Andre Dillard. Perfect. We're chipping away. Chipping Nelson away. Aguilar. Very good. All right. Now now we're getting somewhere. You guys don't have the most recent one yet, which is a bit surprising, but uh, feel free to to uh, say him whenever you want. Oh, Devonta Smith. Okay, thank uh, you. Oh, my goodness. Is, <laughs> oh, my we goodness. Call this an, we, we call this an Eagles podcast. We got to be halfway to the, was, to the was, number, right? <laughs> was Brandon Graham a first-round draft pick? Yes, he Brandon was. Brandon Graham, yes, 2010. Was. Who did we want that year? We wanted Earl Thomas when we traded up, and then we took Brandon Graham, and it turned out not to be a terrible thing. Right, this terrible. game isn't right, fun terrible. for me anymore. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to let you guys in on the ones that you don't that you haven't gotten. So, 2014 was Marcus Smith, probably the Marcus worst Smith, pick of them Chip all. Marcus Smith, Chip Kelly. Oh, boy. You guys forgot about 2012, uh, Fletcher Cox, guys. Come oh, on. my goodness. Uh, the Cox. We have Jeremy Macklin in 09. We have Broderick yep. Brunkley in 2006. Mike Patterson in 05. Sean Andrews in 04. Jerome McDougal. I think he got shot in the leg or something. Uh, that was 03. He's alive. Uh, Lito Shepard, 2002, filling in for the Lito Troy Vincent. Bobby Taylor. Uh, Freddie Mitchell in 2001. And finally, year 2000, defensive tackle, Corey Simon. Guys, I yeah, wish I could say good so. job, but that was you got to remember. Let's move on. I'm, I'm 24. I might seem like a seasoned veteran, but I, I only remember barely a decade of football. So you, you got to give me. I, I didn't some consider slack. that. I didn't <laughs> consider that. You're right. That this is true. You've only been alive. Bobby McDougal. Like, it's Jerome. Jerome. <laughs> Jerome. Everyone McDougal. knows. All right. Let's move on. Let's let's start getting into something that you will. I don't know, probably offer us a little bit more insight in than, than that showing right there. Um, Sorry, I don't know about you, Alex. We were talking about this. I, I'm not, it's not even a shtick. I don't feel like I know very much other than there's a guy named Gravy or Snoss or something like that. What is, <laughs> what is, uh, what have you heard so far, Alex? What do you know? Is there anybody that you want? Because I feel like I know nothing and I'm okay yeah. with that. Listen, to, to the viewers that don't know me personally, I just celebrated this last year, the birth of our first son. So I have not spent a ton of time with looking into college prospects and what there is. Here's all I know. Malik Willis from Liberty looks good, and Kyle Pickett has tiny little hands. He's a quarterback prospect from Pitt. That's all I know. I know what positions I want coming into here, but I don't know a lot about college prospects heading into here. And I want to have an opinion on it. So, Colin, save me from this. Who okay. are some of the top prospects you want to look at as we head into this year's draft class? Well, first, I'd like to check in on Kenny Pickett's little hands. Do you know the on- here's a here's some trivia for you. Do you know the only other quarterback that is measured with that size hand, eight point five or whatever? I know Joe I Burrow know- had small hands, but I don't think it's someone recent. Not that is it- small. Is it like John Elway or like some great quarterback from the past? It's a great was quarterback. It, it's a great quarterback. Damn it! I was. Gonna, I know Jared Goff is no Joe Montana. Like, and Andrew, this is a layup for you. It's a lefty. Oh, Brett Favre. Nope, He's not a nope. lefty. The lefties I can think <laughs> of not? are and Brett Favre probably has huge hands. He's probably got bear paws. <laughs> so I'm thinking that it's got to be a smaller guy, which could be Michael Vick. Michael Vick, ding ding ding. Is it Michael Vick? There you go. 
Michael Vick. Love my really? lefties. Yep. Michael Vick's the only other guy that's ever measured that teeny tiny hand. So I don't think we can really hold much to that. And I don't think anybody really does. I think it's just a thing that the media talks about every year. I think your boy Colin Cowherd has a lot to do with it. <laughs> he t- he loved talking about Baker Mayfield's hands. It was oh, weird. Man. He had like a Baker Mayfield hand fetish. He did. He had a Baker Mayfield I, fetish. I actually have a question. This is a serious question. Is it wrong of me to, to judge players like solely by their name and be able to make a judgment whether they're going to be good or not just based off of their name? It's like when no. you... Like, because here's draft, the thing: if Sauce yeah. Gardner is not good, he should be judged. He's been calling himself Sauce since he was like five, right? So if he if he doesn't pan out, no one's gonna call him Jim for the rest of his Sauce life. Sauce Pan, his real I see what you, is. Yeah. See what you did there. Yes, exactly. Yes, thank you, Andrew. Laying you up all day. But, if he doesn't pan no, out. Sauce. Absolutely not. It is not wrong to judge names. Names are awesome. I love a good name. I wish I had a list of. See, when we did this one with, with our pod, I said I had a list of the names of the year, and it was you had the cr- the Hingle, the Kringle, Hingle, Kringle, yeah, the Kringleberries. Kringleberries. <laughs> exactly. Right, right. Well, getting on a more serious tone now. So we we have three first round draft picks. Who has really caught your eye so far? What positions actually maybe we should dive in first like the positions of need that are very strong on the Eagles and which players could could fit that mold. Okay, here's here's my focus and the mock drafts will show you this and even I've done mock drafts and they're all over the place. Every time I do it, every team ends up with different players, which I'm I know that's like the thing to do, but it's hard to be like to narrow down the needs, I would say. Um, it should be a good class, so I'd like to start with that. So whoever we end up with, we should expect these three guys should be a big part of the future because mm. it's supposed to be, and it should be a good class. Um, so let's talk about focus. So focuses, I have. I think the secondary in the draft specifically is going to be a big focus because we're losing four core guys. We're losing, well, potentially losing Steven Nelson, Harris, McLeod. They, they need either a guy like Kayvon Wallace to step up or they need to fill it in the draft. Um, so I don't think the secondary, I think the secondary is deep in the draft class. So I think you can find it throughout the first and second round, but with three first round picks and it's pretty top heavy, I was looking, <laughs> I was going to make a point about the Jalen Ramsey year. Like a lot of these guys after Jalen Ramsey got picked, like don't get talked about, but they're very good. And then I looked at them and I was like, these guys aren't very good. <laughs> so it does worry me that like it's a year where it's like Sauce Gardner and then the other guys. But these other guys are are um, doing well at the Combine and they're, they're testing well. So I don't know. It's to each his own. But I think they have to use one of these picks on a either a safety or a cornerback. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have – we all know how Roseman's not going to take a linebacker. But the linebacker position in the NFL has shifted to this hybrid – like some mock drafts have Kyle Hamilton, who's the number one ranked safety as a linebacker, like a linebacker slash safety. So it's, mm. we saw it with Nate Jerry. The guy was drafted Micah. as a safety and shifted to a linebacker. It's, it's just part of the game. Yeah. Micah Parsons is a perfect example. He's yeah, Jalen Ramsey too, man. They just throw him anywhere on the field. Yeah. So when I say linebacker, I use it very loosely. Uh, okay. So I have linebacker slash edge. Um, but last year they were 30, first in sacks with only 29 so that that's definitely a a need is getting to the quarterback um and then i think you have to find a wide receiver that pairs with devonta well um 
I think I think Amari Cooper is a perfect fit. He's a bigger guy. He's he's going to do similar things. He'll teach him his ways. I think they just need a counterpart to it. it can't, I don't think necessarily the right guy to put next to Devonta Smith is a burner. I think it's just a guy that's bigger. He's maybe an easier target in the sense of like you can throw it up to him, a rebounder kind of guy. Mike Evans, mm-hmm. Mike Williams, which oh, Mike Williams also got signed, re-signed, which he was a yeah. big guy that I was hoping they would target, yeah. which it was a pipe dream, but just the idea of him coming to Philly and being a massive target for Jalen Hurts to hit was an idea. So Kyle, um, let me let me ask you a question. So you're Howie Roseman, you're you're on the clock. You you tell your guys in the in the situation room or whatever you want to say, these are our top three positions we are drafting here. You're Howie Roseman, not what you think Howie Roseman will do. What what positions are you drafting? And what are some names that we can we can start looking out for? So I'm gonna take a uh, those three positions, like I just said, I'm going to take a, a probably cornerback. There's Corner. the safety okay. positions are it's thin. It's it's Kyle Hamilton and everybody else kind of. Which there are mock drafts where Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame is is falling to the Eagles at 15, but I just it's not a world I want to live in. And if we do live in that world, we should be very happy. But I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, so let's just focus on cornerbacks. Um, Andrew Booth Jr. from Clemson is a guy that has been through the ringer. He's played at AACC football. He's played SEC in through the playoffs. Um, but he's a, he's a big corner. He's a guy with fast feet, twitchy. He's a guy that they need. Um, he'll fill right in for Steven Nelson. Um, and then another guy that was talked about a lot last year because of the national championship is Derek Stingley. Um, he went to LSU and then after the national championship sat out with COVID and everything. So, He's a guy that's not being as talked about as maybe he should be, but I think if he's there for the Eagles at if he's there at 19, they got they got to take him. Even if it's the second cornerback they take, um they just shouldn't pass up on that opportunity. Uh a lot of people are afraid of first round corners, I think, especially outside of like the top 10 when they're not as like surefire, but if you see them pan out enough in the league that you need to take the risk. Um and then what other corners? Uh, there's obviously corners you can focus later in the gla- later in the draft. There's a couple guys that have really blown up after the combine from running like crazy uh, forty times. One guy is Tariq Woolen from UTSA, who he was <laughs> he was quoted saying he could run a four two forty, and he ran a four three. So he didn't he wasn't far off. Um, but he's another guy that he's big, he's long, he's one of these like six four cornerbacks. Mm. Um, and I don't want to put too much into the combine, by the way, because this year's combine has been outrageous. There's like D linemen that are running faster than cornerbacks. And it, it just doesn't make any sense. Apparently there's like a new guy clicking the button, which it's 2022. I think we should be probably past clicking a button to time things, but whatever, we'll move on from that. I just want you to know that the combine doesn't mean that much to me. Um, but these guys need to run fast. So it's important. It's, it's pretty uh, cool. Then, like, I was gonna, like just to chime in, the, the evolution of the NFL is is something that's going to continue to be interesting to watch, just in terms of these players that can play hybrid positions. So you're, you're right. This past year, we saw Debo Samuel kind of as this like this hi- hybrid wide receiver running back. Like I've never really seen somebody perform at that level, and like even Cordaro Patterson was kind of serving that same purpose for Atlanta. So now on the defensive side. You're seeing guys, you know, like Micah Parsons. You're seeing these big bodies that are actually able to like drop back in coverage and and cover like a corner. So it's pretty remarkable. Uh, like almost how like I feel like the NBA has gotten to a point where it's just like uh, 
it's not like your classic like five players, you know, your point guard, your center. It's just like you have anybody bringing up the ball at this point. It's just kind of like you got five people out there. How do they mesh together? Um, I do want to ask the NBA you though, is a great so, comparison. <laughs> I mean, they're both sports, right? I mean, no, it, so. no, it is a great comparison because all these guys are like their measurables are ridiculous. They're not real like human beings <laughs> anymore. They're just these yeah. freaks of nature that are capable of doing freak of nature things. And I think and you're, it's, yeah. it's, you're seeing it translate in that sense where it's like, everybody just does. We're just playing football. <laughs> They're just out there playing football. It doesn't matter, but right. It's all ahead. like, yeah. I, I, so my next question for you is, do you think that the Eagles are going to be drafting with all three of these picks? Or do you think that there is going to be any potential for them to move up and take a Kyle Hamilton? Or, you know, if there's a guy that they're really dead set on, I mean, I definitely do not put it past Howie to make to make a move like that. He's done it. He did it with Devontae Smith. He did it with Carson Wentz. Um, so, yeah, I'm like really curious if there is a player that they're like, yeah, that's our guy. I feel like they should have the firepower to do it. Yeah, you can't put anything past Howie Roseman. He might move up one pick and move back another pick. You you can't put anything past him, that's for sure. Um, I just think this – and I usually fall into this camp of I think the draft class is deep enough where you don't need to necessarily move up. You can move back. Um, but I, I'm not going to be upset if they move up for a guy like Hamilton, if they move up for one of these receivers that they really like. Um, Drake London is a – talk about a rebounder. He's 6'5". He's, he's got a little Mike Evans in him. Uh, he's scrappy. He went to USC. So you don't think scrappy when you think of USC, but I think, I think he's going to be a beast in the NFL. And he's a guy that I could see he's worked his way up a lot into these mock drafts from late twenties to now into the top 10 for these teams that are wide receiver hungry. Um, and we're right behind those teams. So if we want to jump, I think we can, like you said, and we have the firepower to do it. I just don't necessarily think it's strategically the right move. I, I mean, I'll usually tell you, I think, move back. <laughs> Alex, anything, anything from you? I have, I have one more question that I have that I got ready to fire away, but uh, what do you got? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess like, you know, outside of, of that, like, you know, we talk about moving up or, or moving down. I, I just wonder, you know, and, and this is a question for both you guys. Like, are we going to trade a first round pick for proven talent or not? Like, just gut feeling. Do you think it's going to happen? I think with the quarterbacks off the table, which by the way, I put a social media post saying if the Eagles do draft a veteran quarterback, I will wear a Cowboys jersey to the link. Got like 33 comments on it. Everyone's screenshotting it. Just just want to let you guys know that your boy's looking pretty good. I told you they call me Miss Cleo in high school. Just saying. Um, you know, just don't take my stock in betting advice. Um, but... I just I wonder do do we really think we're going to go into the draft with three first round picks? Well, we kind of talked about Amari Cooper. Um, what a report we didn't talk about was Christian McCaffrey is being shopped right now. Which, oh, not running backs, man! Listen, I just feel it, like there's so many short years for a running back; they never pan out long term. I, I totally agree, and I usually fall in that camp. But this running back situation is so whack. I'm a huge Kenneth Gainwell fan. So I, I want them to like buy into that a little more into that, like hybrid catch the ball and you know, kind of like the Alvin Kamara minus the beating people outside of Las Vegas. Um, mm. But <laughs> I, I'm over the Miles Sanders. So 
saga experiment, whatever they're calling the Miles Sanders thing. I it was fun. It Good was take. cute, but I'm over whatever it is. Yeah. So what I want to say is if you can go get Christian McCaffrey for one of these first round picks, I think it's the same same thing as I don't know. Like you just said, proven talent. You, I get he's injury prone, but you just go I, and do I, it. I have so much trouble get like uh, Alex alluded alluded to it before, and um, it's it's the whole you know Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Tony Pollard situation. And it's just I've brought this up in past you know episodes too, and I didn't know if you know if I actually believed what I said. But as time goes on, I I, I do, and it's like I don't want to spend up on on running back. It's yeah. First of all, they are the most injury prone players because they take such a beating. And also it's just like you, I just feel like that is the most easily replaceable position. And we see guys all the time. Maybe it's because I'm so tuned into, you know, we're tuned into fantasy and there's always the hot pickup and you see the Dearness Johnson coming for Nick Chubb and set the world on fire. It's Jordan like, Howard had a great year. It's, you know, <laughs> I do love some Jordan Howard too, I but do, it man. just seems like, Everywhere, like whenever there's just the next guy up, they all seem to just kind of they're not losing that much there. So if, if we're trading a first round pick for honestly a position that I find replaceable, like I would rather just take the chance on on hitting with a cornerback. If the, if we don't hit, at least we went for the right position of need. But it's just hard to I mean, don't get me wrong. Like McCaffrey's here. It, it, it adds such a dynamic and that would be so much fun. And I, again, I wouldn't hate it. I'm sure now I'd be like bashing it, but it, if it happened, I'd be like, yeah. oh, that's pretty cool. Like we got a uh, uh, DeMarco Murray and it's like, we used that guy so wrong. We oh didn't ever gosh. run him up the gut so and like, bad. but I'm still tuning in when he's getting off the plane and being welcomed by, you know, Eagles, you know, uh, whatever the Eagles people. So, uh, <laughs> It's always exciting to bring in a, a big name. I just don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm not on board with running back. Yeah, no, I, I think the running back thing's a little bit odd, but kind of with your point, if, if we brought him in, I'd be I'd be pretty happy. I'm more focused on the wide receiver position. Our O-line is relatively unchanged. They're going to come back healthy. And I think that we're going to be we're going to be fine in the run game, no, no matter who we put back there. Like, let's go Kenneth Gainwell. Miles Sanders leaves. Even if like, you know, someone like Fletcher Cox gets traded, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it all. Uh, what was your question, Andrew? Um, and then we'll probably wrap it up. Sure. Uh, actually, you know, I had a different question, but I'd rather do this before we end real quick. No more trivia, please, please. It's not no trivia. trivia. <laughs> please. It's not trivia. It's not trivia. It is just, it's just your opinions. I want your opinions. Um, I'm going to, uh, would you rather have this person or Jalen hurts? That's all I want to know. And I'm going to, we'll, we'll start with Alex and then we'll go to Colin each time. So I'm going to, we're going to start right now. Jameis Winston or Jalen Hurts? Alex. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Confidently. I was going to go. I was going to go Jameis. I know. I'm. I'm a weirdo. Crazy. I, crazy. All right. Uh, Kirk Cousins or Jalen Hurts? Alex. Jalen Hurts. I Sorry. hate. I hate Kirk. <laughs> you, <laughs> you're saying this to get me upset. I hate Kirk Cousins. I cannot stand Kirk Cousins. Jalen Hurts all day long. And when you bring you it up. <laughs> Derek Carr. Just just when you bring it up, Derek Carr is the answer. <laughs> uh, okay, so next one. Uh, Derek Carr or Jalen Hurts? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up. because what And I please want pronounce his name right. <laughs> Derek Carr is the best quarterback to ever be the worst quarterback in a division. That's what I was trying to say earlier. I love that. He's the <laughs> best quarterback to ever be the worst. It took me a second. It did. I was a little rusty. Now it makes sense. 
That's what I was trying to say. And I'm glad I had the opportunity to say it because I, I sounded a fool. <laughs> That's great. All right. Uh, Deshaun Watson or Jalen Hurts? Oh, wait. Derek Carr, Jalen Hurts? Are we really going to answer that question? I mean, to me, it's a no-brainer. But yeah, I'd, uh, Alex, I think Derek I would Carr. take Derek Carr. Yeah. Derek <laughs> okay. Carr. I think okay. I would take Derek Carr. I, I, like I respect. I respect this weird. Maybe it's Jesus, but I have this weird confidence in Derek Carr. <laughs> maybe it's Jesus. <laughs> he loves. G- G- he might be. Everybody said Carson Wentz is Jesus's favorite quarterback. I think Derek Carr might be. Yo, that Derek they Carr's voice year? too, man. Yo. Oh, yeah, he loves Jesus. He's the, he <laughs> loves it's pretty. His good. hair. His hair was uh, Derek Carr. I'd. I'd like to have a season with Derek Carr. That's probably fun. It's probably like. Oh man riveting could you imagine if Derek Carr does become our quarterback next season and I'm at the link with the jersey like <laughs> you'd be so happy he'll be all in right. Pittsburgh <laughs> all right Deshaun Deshaun Watson or Jalen Hurts you asked I don't know man like I, I I think the obvious answer is Deshaun Watson but like he hasn't played for a while like I don't know what his regimen is like you lose reps man I, I, it, it does affect your play so I'm gonna go to Sean Watson I think that's the right answer um, but a little bit worried about some of his time off. What do you guys think? I was leaning that way as well, but I and myself personally would get fat if I didn't play football for that long. So yeah. I imagine <laughs> he's not he's not the guy that he was two years ago at this point. It's been two years ish. Once an athlete once an athlete. I don't know. Once an athlete, always an athlete. My COVID clock is just absolutely the worst. I, I argue about dates all the time and I'm like, I have no idea if, <laughs> if I'm right or not. I'm just, I just think that happened. Um, but I agree. I think the right answer is Deshaun Watson. But like you said, I mean, you're, you, I don't think you're getting that much of a different quarterback with Jalen Hurts at this point. He still has so much room to grow. And I understand the concern of the arm talent and all that. But like, why is that now a concern? He's been very good at football for a very long time. And it's always just depended on coaching and what's around him. So I, I think I'm starting to lean Jalen Hurts. I don't know. All right. He says Hurts. Final one, and this is going to be a 3B, baby. A menage quarterback. That that was not not good. Okay. Ryan Tannehill, Jimmy Garoppolo, or Jalen Hurts? I think with our offensive structure, you can't have Ryan Tannehill in there. Jimmy Garoppolo had a fluke last year. I just don't think Jimmy G is a good quarterback at all. I, I, I think, man, I don't know because our receivers are getting open and Tannehill can get, I'm going to have to go Jalen Hurts on there. Wow. We really talk so much trash I on Jalen Hurts on I here know. and I'm picking Jalen Hurts over everybody except Derek Carr. I play this game with my, <laughs> I play this game with my brain all the time. Jeez. And it's, it's, I find myself doing the same thing. All I did not talk myself into Jalen Hurts in the beginning, but I was definitely like, that just seems like they did the right thing. Like it just made sense. And then once you commit to it, it's just like, all right, build around them. And it is what it is. Like I'm sick of hearing about arm talent, but here's my uh, opinion. Jimmy Garoppolo stinks. I don't (laughs) want any, I don't want anything to do with him and his three fingers that work. Uh, (laughs) If we were going to talk more about, other teams in the draft, I would have said that's a team I want to see move up to get a quarterback. The Titans are an intriguing team that just like finds themselves in the same position every year where they're yeah. like competitive, like ever the the Vrabel era at least. They're competitive and they rely on Derrick Henry a lot, and then he gets hurt, and then they rely on 
Ryan Tannehill too much and then they lose. So it just seems like they're a team that it'd be smart to use like the Rams did and use their capital. But I think like Alex said, with the structure of our team right now, and that's what it falls down to is Jalen Hurts is we're building around Jalen Hurts. So what do you it's think, hard to pick against them? Um, I, I, I think that there's always like this Madden factor that plays in my brain, like who would be the most fun to play with in Madden and how much is the sacrifice of one of one uh, talent um, at, you know, AKA is, is, is the mobility sacrifice worth the arm talent that you're getting in return? I don't think Tannehill or Jimmy G moved the needle enough for me to want to move on from a young, you know, young potential. I am kind of on the other side of the argument than Colin with, with arm talent, because I do think that like having an NFL arm is a thing. And I think that that is what separates the Josh Allens, the Aaron Rodgers, the Pat Mahomes from these other you know, just mediocre quarterbacks. But with the way that the Eagles run their offense and the way that Jalen, I love watching Jalen Hurts just like truck people. Like doing that as a quarterback is just like, I, I like the guy. I mean, he's just a likable guy. So it's not it's not hard to like be okay with him still being here. It's just, we want to see the improvement. And uh, it's just, we're not going to know, I guess, until we just see a little bit more, which hopefully, uh, hopefully he takes another step forward this year, you know? I, I got to say, man, interesting exercise because we're all sitting here wanting upgrades over Jalen Hurts and you name right. so many people and we pick Jalen Hurts over it. That, that's that's an interesting exercise. Colin, it was great having you on today, man. You're hilarious. I loved Thank your you insight. Guys. Gave us some names to actually look forward to in the draft. So I'm um, thinking we're going to do something big for the draft party this year. Uh, would love to have you on again as we really break it down and have a more clear cut picture of what we yeah, have. I'd love to talk about what what happens after. Yeah, I didn't even get to tell you who my ideal first round. I know, man. I, I told you you're going to come with notes. You're only going to talk happens. about three bullet points, and you're going to talk about head. anything. And I now you know. Here we are, points. an hour later, right? Yeah, um, Andrew, <laughs> this was fun, dude. As always. Oh yeah. Looks like a lot of the league news is starting to heat up. We're going to have a little bit more content to talk about. So as the content continues, we will create more episodes for you. Thank you guys for kicking it with us. We'll be back soon. Ow, ow. Peace. Ow.